Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bryan County is hot, and not just in terms of the temperature. The housing market is accelerating in Richmond Hill, Pembroke, Alabelle, and all points in between, with thousands of new units in the planning or construction phases. Savannah Morning News journalist Latrice Williams, who covers Bryan County like the do, joins the commute to discuss Bryan's rapidly evolving future. From savannahnow.com, this is the Commute Podcast presented by National Office Systems. I'm Adam Van Brimmer, opinion columnist and a deputy editor at the Savannah Morning News and the host of this twice-weekly podcast focused on news and happenings in and around Savannah. Today is Thursday, July the 14th. On this edition of The Commute, we discuss the jaw-dropping growth in Bryan County, as chronicled on savannahnow.com by the Savannah Morning News' Bryan County reporter, Latrice Williams. But first, a word about our sponsor, National Office Systems. National Office Systems has been the commute's benefactor since the podcast start, and they've been in business since the 1980s. In those early days, National Office Systems was the last office outfitter in the country to carry office furniture from both of the industry's leaders, Herman Miller and Knoll. Now, a couple of decades later, those furniture companies are collaborating in a new product line, and National Office Systems is one of the first to offer it. Miller Knoll Furniture. In addition to Miller Knoll, National Office Systems remains the leaders in the office design and outfitting sector, offering dirt modular interiors, OFS furniture, and 200 other product lines. Learn more by visiting www.natoffsys.com. That's www.natoffsys.com. Now, here's Latrice Williams on the rise of Bryan County. Going on the commute for the first time, not the last time, but certainly the first time, by Latrice Williams, who covers Bryan County and Effingham County for us here at the Savannah Morning News. And uh, Latrice is a relatively newcomer to us, and I want to, at the end of the show, kind of get a little bit back into her background and talk a little bit about what she's doing here. But on the front end, I wanted to dive right into Bryan County, and uh, Latrice has been covering a lot of issues about the growth in Bryan County. And of course, most listeners know that the 2020 census revealed that Bryan County was not only the fastest growing county in our area, but the fastest growing county in the state, which is pretty remarkable when you think about what's going on around Atlanta right now that Bryan County is growing faster. And of course, that data came out before we found out that they were going to build a very uh, labor intensive auto manufacturing facility in Bryan County. So Bryan County growth is is only going to accelerate. And uh, Latrice has been digging into some of the challenges that are found in Bryan County. Richmond Hill, I guess, is, is kind of the epicenter, but Bryan County in general. And Latrice, you had a story. Uh, let's talk first about um, people being priced out. Mm-hmm. You had a story that went last week, and you, you, I really enjoyed how you you talked to some would-be homebuyers down there and just talked about the plight of being rejected time and time and time again, mm-hmm. even offering, even after offering over asking price to find a house. This is no secret. The real estate market right now is 
red hot, if not overheating, probably not yeah. overheating in this area, but certainly red hot. And can you just kind of, uh, in your interviews and talking to those people, and I'm sure it probably broke your heart a little bit, just some of the challenges that people are finding in Bryan County. So that's not Chatham County, that's Bryan County yeah. in terms of looking for houses. You know, one of the things that really broke my heart was one of the ladies I talked to, she said she felt horrible as a mom and that she tells her sons, I'm trying, yeah. you know, this is the son that was living in a walk-in closet. Yes. Yeah. But, but that was because the house that, was so small. They had to move in had to put one of the kids in a walk-in closet. Well, she did that so that he would have his own space. Right. She just turned that master um, closet so that he could have his own space. But, you know, parents want to give their kids everything. Mm -hmm. Let's mm -hmm. just, you know, keep it real. We say we're not going to spoil our kids. Yeah, we are. And <laughs> we want to give them what they want. And when kids are asking, hey, why can't we get a bigger house? They don't understand the housing market. They don't understand, hey, mommy and daddy have put in 15 offers in two years and we continuously get turned down. So that remark just really, really, it was like a punch in the gut for me, you know, mm -hmm. to hear her say that. And she and I are about the same age. Mm -hmm. um, and but the one thing that I love about her, she's not giving up. One of her sons is going to be in college in two years. And she's like, I want him to have a place to come lay his head when he gets you know, out of college or just on break and yeah. stuff like mm -hmm. that. Um, so that, that story was really interesting, but I will say there was another young lady. She had a, she was a cash buyer. I mean, their budget was about $350,000 and they had to put in four offers. I, I like that kind of budget. I wish right. that was my budget. Right. You know, a lot of in people cash. wish. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. But she still had to work for it. And I, that's what I found interesting was with all that cash on the table, she still, like I said, took her four times before someone said, Hey, yes, we'll accept your offer. So even cash buyers are struggling. From your perspective, is it a shortage of housing or is it people just desiring to live there? Or is it some combination of, of two? And I'll tell you the reason I asked that was I pulled some, some data and it looked like, uh, I think it was from one of your stories that they expect to 1800 houses to be built per year in the three County mm -hmm. area with about 35 or hundred of those a year coming in, in Bryan County. Mm -hmm. So it is they're they're certainly addressing the supply, Sure, but is it totally a supply problem or is it people just wanting, maybe they're tired of living in Pooler or living in Savannah and want to move into Bryan County. There are a lot of people that are coming from up North and out West mm -hmm. um, and talking to a realtor um, in Savannah. It's not necessarily a shortage of homes. There's just so many people are coming in. She even said that the number of homes that are available are about the same, but now you got 20, 30 people fighting over that same home, mm -hmm. um, especially with remote work. Um, yes. And, you know, becoming popular. Now I talked to a woman that lives in Ellabel and she works for Virginia tech remotely. Mm -hmm. Now, granted she's on eight acres of land. So, Hey, yeah. she's got her own space, but um, there are people that are moving here um, there's, I, I did hear from one woman that moved from Arizona and you got to think it's expensive out there. $700,000 home. You could sell that and buy, two here. Buy, right, buy two here. So you're seeing a lot of that. And then I talked to a woman that was moving from, uh, as she's actually moving from Massachusetts down here. And one thing she said that I found to be really interesting is she's tired of the weather. She's lived in Massachusetts all her life. And she said it is depressing to be in the house from October to May mm -hmm. because it's snowing and she can't wait to go to Tybee Island. And I think um, based off her Facebook post, they just got here. So she's excited. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are just tired of the weather too. those northerners, man, they've been weathering the storm literally yeah. year after year. So we're seeing an influx of people come from all different directions. Right. 
I know I mentioned Richmond Hill earlier, but it's mm-hmm. it's countywide, right? And it's not just houses. You're looking at apartments too. I know you've done some stuff with some rent with the rental market. Just mm-hmm. if you had to kind of address some of the key pockets out there beyond Richmond Hill, what are you what are you hearing? What are you seeing? You know, even in little old Springfield. <laughs> Which is across the line. It is in Effingham, but it's right there. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah I should have yep. stayed in Bryan County. No, you're Sorry, fine. I was thinking no, you're outside fine, of that. It's, it's all connected. It's all connected. I just don't want people saying, oh, what's she talking about, Springfield? <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to Springfield, I mean, a, I don't know, a four-bedroom, three-bath house that would be like one ninety nine is going way over that. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about Springfield, who, by the way, just got like their first restaurant. <laughs> you right. know, So right. these houses are... I say overpriced, but pe- people will know what I mean when I say that, but there's nothing to do there. So mm. I'm paying all this money right. and, you know, there's just not really much to do. And they are revitalizing the downtown area, mm-hmm. but it's expensive wherever you go. As far as Pembroke and Ella Bell, of course, those areas, they, they're they not seeing this tremendous amount of growth yet. Yeah, it's really a lot. They're of, very close to the yeah. car plant, though. <laughs> the car plant's in Ella Bell. Yeah, I just really haven't heard from that community. They haven't really reached out. They haven't really said, hey, this is a problem. And then when you have two of the neighborhoods that were completely destroyed, well, in right. Bell, you know, right. most of this is really going on in Richmond Hill. Okay. I want to give folks a little bit of an idea. I, I pulled some data today. This is not MLS data for the realtors out there who, who may argue this data, but it is from sources that pull from the MLS and pull from public record. But the medium home sold in June, and you say medium home, it means you line up all of the sales, and this is the one that's in the middle. It's not an average, so it's Mm -hmm. not like you can have a couple of $5 million sales skewing the average. This is the median. In Richmond Hill, it was $391,000 in June. And uh, one of the sites says if you seasonally adjust that, it would be down in the 360s. Listing prices are up 15% uh, year over year. Days on market, 44 days. You think most of the time, if you're taking out a mortgage, you need a, you know anywhere from 28 to 35 days to close if everything goes to plan. Mm-hmm. So that means houses are hitting the market and they're going under contract very, very quickly. Yeah. Uh, they, if for By comparison, days on market was over 100 days as recently as May 2020. Um, the sale to list price is over 100%. It's 101%. So almost every house mm-hmm. is selling for more than the asking price. So that's what's going on down there right now. Uh, Bryan County overall, the median drops, but it only drops to 381000 Now compare that to Chatham County. Chatham mm-hmm. County is all the way down at 323000 Now granted, Chatham County, if you do it based on price per square foot, mm-hmm. Chatham County is higher. But you have a lot of you have a lot uh, a lot more mix of homes. Quite frankly, you have a lot more affordable homes in yeah. Chatham County than you have in Bryan County. But I think you kind of get you kind of get the picture. We'll take a break here, and we'll get back to talking to Latrice about her job and her background in just a moment. But if you're a regular listener to the commute, odds are you are interested in Savannah and Georgia related content. For those who crave more, we offer the Savannah Town Square newsletter. We recently relaunched this weekly email newsletter focused on Savannah Now's opinion content. The debut was Tuesday, in fact. This week's newsletter centered on Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas and the growing push to impeach him. Sign up for the newsletter by visiting savannahnow.com newsletters and click subscribe next to Savannah Town Square. And you don't need to be a print or digital subscriber to receive the newsletter, so no excuses not to sign up. 
Now, back to the discussion with Savannah Morning News journalist Latrice Williams. That leads me to the next discussion, and that is the fact that there you wrote about a 10,000-home subdivision that is mm-hmm. developing. It's, I believe it's called Hartwood. Yep, Hartwood at Richmond Hill. Hartwood at Richmond Hill. Uh, not affordable housing. It's going to start, at least they're saying now, at 380. They are big houses. It will build out over the next 20 to 25 years. From talking to some some officials down there, to me, uh, this is probably, the, especially with the car plant coming, this is probably the first domino. This is the, mm-hmm. These are the first people in. Um, do you get the sense you're going to see a lot of these large subdivisions moving into Bryan County in the next five, 10 years? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. Um, one of the things that's interesting is there's actually an apartment complex that is going to be near Hartwood as well. So just when you think that there's no more room in that area, oh, we're just going to squeeze this right on in there. So, I mean, they're going to find room. And again, for, for those that didn't read this story, that community is going to double the size of Richmond Hill. So mm-hmm. they're going to, they're going to find more land to clear if they have to, to get, to get more apartments and, and residential areas built. Yeah. And Hartwood's interesting because <laughs> I, reading your story, the, the deal dates back eight years. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, so when does that, how does that correspond with when the interchange was planned? Well, the interchange opened in 2021, January 2021. And the interchange I'm referencing is Belfast Keller. As you're going south in Bryan County, it is now the third exit just before you get to the Liberty mm-hmm. County line. Yep. And that is where Hartwood is. It's built up around that. All the area around where that interchange is was annexed by Richmond Hill in 2013, which means they knew that that's where that interchange was going to go. And so the Hartwood folks kind of identified right away, mm-hmm. eight years ago, the, the potential for this. Um, 10,000 homes, four, four bedroom, three baths, $380,000. Uh, first move in is coming this month. Is that right? We're actually not sure about that. We were told mm-hmm. that from the beginning. And then when I reached back out to their officials, they said, we're not sure. So just hold mm-hmm. off on that. Okay. So some uh, soon. Yeah. You were out there. Yes. Some of the houses were yep. just being finished up. Yep. Absolutely. Right way to put it. Um, <clears throat> They're building it in phases. We mm-hmm. mentioned three hundred eighty thousand dollars. I'm sure the market will dictate how they go from here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but did you get any kind of indication that they were? This is kind of the. This is what they envisioned: ten thousand houses that are this size. Do you, did you get a sense that maybe they're going to do a mix of things? Is it going to be like Godly Station, where they had you know starter homes, uh, nicer homes, and then even luxury homes? Mm-hmm. Uh, have they given any kind of indication at all on that? You know, they didn't. And we had a really long conversation. So I feel like if that was the case, they definitely would have said that. I mean, I was out there much longer than I anticipated. We even uh, hopped in his car and drove around and um, uh, Bill Cunningham is a wonderful guy and and um, he's a developer out there. And uh, I just feel like if that were the case that they would have said it, but you never know. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, yes, they will range from 380 to 480. I think the model is that priced at half a mil and it's a beautiful home. Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. So I can see why they are priced the way that they are. Um, I know there are some people that think that the community won't even be finished. So it is going to be interesting to see over time, are they going to get these 10,000 rooftops finished? Are they going to be completed? We won't know for two decades, but. <laughs> I think we're going to know within a decade. Cause I think if the car plant delivers what it, what they promise, uh-huh. it's going to be a race between, um, uh, New Hampstead, mm-hmm. uh, the Hartwood, mm-hmm. and then uh, certainly some places in north um, western Effingham County. Yeah. In order to meet that demand. So 
we will wait and see on that. So as I mentioned earlier, you're the newcomer to the block and mm-hmm. you filled a, a position, a new, a newly created position. Yes. So I've been at Savannah Morning News a long time. I first came in 1999. When I came in, we had reporters in the, for back of, lack of a better word, outlying counties. Mm-hmm. Uh, as, as the industry has changed over time, we became more and more Savannah centric. Uh, sometime last year, we identified that Bryan County and Effingham County were definite growth areas for us. Yep. Uh, again, maybe somewhat tied to that census uh, census report. Mm-hmm. And so we added the position and brought you on. You started just days before the tornado came mm-hmm. through, right? <laughs> uh, can you kind of talk about the what the learning curve has been like since April to now in terms of getting to know those communities? And, and just for a matter of per- you 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 went to college locally, you had some experience locally, mm-hmm. but what has the learning curve been like since April? Man, it's been like full speed ahead. And people have to remember, I'm coming from sports. We're, we're using a totally different lingo too. Right. So I'm having to kind of learn on the fly, so to speak. And thankfully I've had just a bunch of wonderful people around me, mm-hmm. but it's interesting because when I first got here, you know, all was, all was quiet. And then the tornado and I'm like, Oh gosh, you know, then right after that, the situation in Liberty County with the bus and then another situation in Liberty County with the alleged cult at the church. And it's just Mm -hmm. been nonstop. And I've been Mm -hmm. having to, to learn, learn as I go. So. Yeah. And then the mega site. Yep. And then how can I forget that? The mega site. Jeez. (laughs) Um, Tell us a little bit about your approach. You, you spend a lot of time in, in Richmond Hill and these communities. Is it just getting out and meeting people? Is it taking your laptop into coffee shops? How are you, what's your, what's your approach been? Definitely utilizing Facebook. But then if people tell me that there's a problem, I want to see it for myself. Mm-hmm. For example, there is a lot of concern about growth on Harris Trail Road. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's out by Harwood. No, it's no. actually the next street after Ford Avenue. Okay. Okay, I hope so, I have that right. So it's in Richmond Hill. Yes, it is in, in Richmond in. Hill. And I wanted to see kind of what the fuss was about. And yeah, I see what they're saying. It's a two lane road. And I went out the other day when it was pouring rain. And yeah, it is dangerous. So I understand why they don't want to see more growth happen on that street. Um, the county is set to vote on another development on that road. And there was a petition that was started to basically say, hey, we don't want that. Um, and that story, um, I think... Um, was just really, really great because, you know, the people are getting a a chance to say, Hey, we don't want this out there. Um, but that's definitely something that I love to do. If people tell me, Hey, there's a problem. I want to go research it for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, but Facebook tells all, I said that in, in our interview, when, when I first interviewed for the job, um, just the other day, I said, Hey, what do you guys want me to cover? I'm new here. You tell me what's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, I found out that Richmond Hill purchased land seven years ago for a downtown area that has not been finished. So I'm hoping to meet with the mayor next week to talk about, Hey, you know, they want to know, especially with all these people coming in, they want to be able to go meet with their friends at a coffee shop. They want to shop locally and they, and they want that space to do that. Um, I also learned that there's a $10 million sports complex. I have to check the figures on that. But one of the moms was telling me that travel ball teams get first dibs on that, or they feel like they should get first dibs on that. So now they're like, okay, what about us us local teams? You know, what about mm-hmm. just local, I don't know, Richmond Hill Tiger 8 and under? I'm just making up a name. Right. But they need space to play. So these are yeah. issues that I look forward to getting into next week. 
and I take it you, you get the sense that there's a real thirst for news coverage out there. I mean, they do have the Bryan County News. I'll do respect Bryan County News a weekly. Um, mm-hmm. uh, same in Effingham. They have a, a couple of days a week, mm-hmm. the Herald. Mm-hmm. So there are news organizations there, but to actually have a daily newspaper covering them, you get the sense that the, the local populace is all about that. Oh, yes. I mean, like I said, when I posted it, this one guy had like five different things that I needed to look into. And I looked and I said, oh, this is going to take some work. I said, but you know what? Just do it because you're new here and you asked them what they wanted. So I said, I'm going to go through all these things and figure out what's going on. It's kind of funny because one person said, can we get a Chick-fil-A? Can we get a Target? Can we get a Home Depot? You know, and they want me to, to, to raise these concerns and talk about these things. I know one lady said that they have to go to Savannah to go get things that they want. That's why sure. they want those things there. I know it might sound silly, like, why can't we have a Target? But it matters. It yeah. matters to them. That's why Target is still at Savannah Mall. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nothing else at Savannah Mall right. except for Target and Bass Pro Shopping because it's a large part because people from West Chatham, uh, at least Southwest Chatham and Bryan County are coming in. Yep. Uh, you made uh, allusions earlier to, to having a sports background. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about it. Georgia Southern. What? Tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about uh, about your start in the business. Yeah, so I went. I went to Georgia Southern, and I actually went to be an English professor. I still, I, I had have no idea how I got off the beaten path. But no, <laughs> I I was working at the student newspaper, and they needed someone to fill in for a game. I said I am not filling in for a game, and they made me do it. And that's how I fell in love with sports. And I was at a women's basketball game one day and Ryan Chambers was the play-by-play announcer. And I thought, I'd like to do what he's doing. And I built up enough courage to go talk to him and gave me an internship at Georgia Southern Radio Network. And that just kind of continued on. I covered sports in Metro Atlanta, which was incredible. Got to mm-hmm. cover the Gwinnett Braves, which is the AAA mm-hmm. team AAA, for, the, right. for the Atlanta Braves. And it was wonderful, but sports was always the first thing to get cut at papers. It was just a constant cut. And I really was beginning to become concerned. Mm -hmm. You know, when you're trying to go your grow your career and there's, you just keep getting acts. I thought we may need to switch to news where things are a little bit more safe because quite frankly, news will always be around, always be around. So that's why I made the switch. Well, I'm a recovering sports writer as well. It's been many, many years Mm -hmm. uh, for me. I still miss it, but Mm -hmm. you learn a lot. Yes. Covering games on the fly. Oh, yeah. That's another. We can fill up another (laughs) podcast with that. But uh, thanks for all you're doing. Thanks for for coming in to talk to the podcast today. And I'm sure the Bryan County growth would probably do one of these every couple of months and and just keep rolling. But appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me. That's all for the Thursday Commute Podcast. Thanks one last time to our presenting sponsor, National Office Systems. Before I sign off, remember that we publish new Commute episodes every Tuesday and Thursday. Whatever your interests, you will find interviews of interest in our archives. Search The Commute with that Savannah Opinion on your favorite podcast app. The Commute returns next Tuesday. We will talk to you then. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.